Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode 92 today. I'm your host, Derek, as always, and we are coming back for some more State of Decay 2 content. So today we're actually going to talk about the new bounty system of State of Decay. As we said in our last episode, we're going to talk about it more in depth today. Um, our last episode going over the patch notes with Jeffrey, we spent a brief amount of time on this, but today we're going to talk about all the weapons and how you get them, and a little bit more about cash and kind of how the bounty system works. So that's kind of what we have in store today, but um, as always, for some news at the top of the show here, I do want to announce officially, um, I did announce it before, but I will announce it again today, that this is going to be our last episode for a little while. I'm taking a 10-day break. I'm going to return to making content in 10 days. So basically, you're going to hear this on August 10th. I will be uh, returning to making content on Tuesday, August 20th. So basically, I'm going to have no streaming and no podcasting for those 10 days, just so I can um, kind of take a break and rejuvenate, recoup a little bit. But um, you know, once August 20th hits, um, we're going to be back to making content, You know, hit the ground running again. And uh, our next stream will be Tuesday, August 20th. I will be playing some State of Decay from 12 to 4 Eastern on Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. And then the next podcast is going to be Saturday, August 24th. I'm hoping it's going to be a State of Decay 2 episode, but I'm having some scheduling issues with um, the potential guests I'm trying to get on for that. So if uh, worst case scenario, I would probably just do it on a different um, game instead. But uh, I'm hoping it's going to be another State of Decay episode for that one. So, But August 24th, we will have some kind of episode. But in the meantime, while I'm on break, you can always just jump in my Discord, which will be in the show notes, and uh, kind of talk with me, because I will still be uh, on Discord during the break, and uh, for at least most of it. There's only going to be uh, next weekend. I am actually going to be away for the weekend, but besides next weekend, I'll be on Discord for the whole break, basically. And you can also head over to my Patreon, and uh, if you want to support me on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash blazeexperience. If you become a $5 patron member then you get access to the bonus episodes of the podcast that I do as well. So I have some bonus episodes there you can listen to and uh, enjoy those as well. But without further ado, we do have a guest here with us today. He is someone that's been in the State of Decay community a long time. He's put a lot of hours in the State of Decay, and he's definitely got a lot of enjoyment out of the game. He actually has a Easter egg in the game uh, where he's basically named in the game. Please welcome Peddler to the show. How are you, Peddler? I'm doing good, Blaze. How are, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually so glad you asked me to do it. So, you know. Yeah, you know, I wanted to have uh, you on because I thought you'd be a good guest. And, you know, it's <laughs> nice to have you here for the first time. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't I do not do too, too many podcasts. But, you know, for one like this for you, I don't, I don't mind a bit to try to knock out this technical issues and all the other issues <laughs> yes, I have fun. with uh, uh, life We figured today. it out, though. Yeah, we got it. We got it down, man. Exactly. <laughs> took took me a minute. I mean, it was it wasn't nothing on your end. I mean, it's just me. So you know, it was typical. Well, your wife helped out, so you know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, for her. yeah. Shout <laughs> shout out to my wife. I I looked for an hour trying to find the right mic and headphones, and she looks for like what five minutes maybe. <laughs> plug something in. It's like here, use this. And I'm like, okay, thanks, man. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Shout out to her for hooking us up because I was still buying. That's what wives are for, though, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and other things. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, how have you enjoyed the uh, first year of State of Decay content? You know, because we just had the year anniversary of State of Decay uh, two recently, and I know you're part of the tribute video for that. So, how have you enjoyed the first year of content for it? Uh, 
Love it. And thanks for letting me be a part of the tribute video. Um, it was an honor, you know, trying to do that. And that was a, you know, a good hats off to Undead Lab. So yeah, that was a, that was a good thumbs up in your court, man. That was a good piece of work you did. Thank you. Um, as far as like the first year, dude, I've loved it so far. Um, don't have it, you know, don't have really anything bad to say about it. Um, the, I really liked when they did the DLC for the old map. <coughs> Heartland? Yeah. yeah. And you Heartland's could, awesome. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. You could see how far they'd come from like the original Xbox 360 up to the year one. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> excuse me, we're getting it on the Xbox X and just see how far Undead Labs has grown, you know, over the years and the the work i mean because i mean it was i mean in my opinion i mean it was i mean it was just a it was a great dlc and you could see how how much they'd been able to progress over the years and uh i mean a year in man i mean i i can't say enough about it i could go on for hours or ramble and ramble and ramble but um i really think you know the first year they're right where they need to be um, I mean, you're going to have both sides that aren't happy. You know, you've got one, oh, I want this, I want this. And then, you know, you've <clears throat> got the people that'll appreciate of, appreciate of where it started and, you know, where it's at now. And I mean, I think it's at a great place, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the thing I always say to people too, is that basically everything the community asked for, they give to us. So pretty yeah. much once Daybreak was done, that was like their commitments they had to make before the game launched. So that commitment ended, you know, they made Daybreak like they were supposed to. And then basically after that, everything that's come out after that is all stuff the community wanted. You know, we had Crossbows come out in Zed Hunter. We had the new difficulty update coming out with Choose Your Own Apocalypse, where you have like Nightmare and Dread Zone and stuff like that. You had Heartland come out. People wanted to go back to Trumbull. They wanted to go yep. see some more story. We have this Bounty Broker update where it has some new challenges and bounties involved. Like everything the community wants has been, you know, on their hit list and they just keep knocking it out. All I can say is preach, man. I mean, it's it's right there in front of you. Every just like you said, everything that the community has asked for, they've made it happen. And I don't see other um, companies out there doing that. I mean, they're staying true to what they say. It may not be exactly what Joe or Sally wanted, but I mean, they are. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're knocking the ball out of the park every time. And right, I agree. It's it's really easy to follow a community like that, and you know, a company like that. I mean, they're. I'm sorry, even though they're a smaller company, they are staying true to what they say, and they're bringing content at, in my opinion, is an unreal pace for the size of company that they are. I mean, it's. I don't. I just can't. I, I just can't say enough good things about Undead Lab. So no, I agree completely. And you know, you talk about the pace, and I agree that the pace is awesome too. Because I mean, we just got you know Choose Your Own Apocalypse fairly recently, and then they come out with Heartland. And yeah. then right after Heartland, we get the bounty update. Like so, jeez. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not saying slow down because I love it, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're just bringing content after content, and it's 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 easy for me to follow a game like this and. I do want to say I'm still very humbled 
to be a part of a game like this. Um, it's a country boy's dream. Um, the things that they've done for the Easter eggs for us in the game, um, all of us in the game is just hands down, you know, I'd, I'd love to work for a company like that, you know, that follows through with what they say and has Great. a community. I mean, it's just, I don't have enough good things to say. I mean, I could ramble and ramble and ramble. So, which I actually got an Easter egg in the game now too. Uh, I don't know if you oh, would you it get? Uh, in Heartland, if you go to the gun shop in Heartland, I'm on the side of the building. It says Blaze Experience. Ah, uh, no kidding. I'm gonna have to check it out, man. Yep. I'm gonna have to check it out. I always yes, look it's Blaze for... XP. Blaze XP. Good deal. Yep. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was really cool to see it. So, if you go to either one of the gun shops, um, the one. Uh, up at the bottom of the map or the top of the map, um, either one of them, if you'll see that uh, on the side of the building. And the thing is, everybody goes to the gun shop because you know you have to have that outpost. You right. have to have one. You have to have the gun outpost. So they're <laughs> going to go. You know, they're going to go see Blaze Experience. That's awesome, man. Yeah, they have a lot of people actually on the side of that. So if you look at the side of it, you're going to see a lot of people you might recognize. You know, they have like Kay Sizzle there. They have um, Mr. Darth's on there. Um, I know Fallout Girls on there, Rabbit, mm -hmm. so a bunch of different streamers uh, and people in the community are on the side of that building. See, I would love them to throw something out for um, the K-Fest. I mean, because y'all put a lot of work into that, and there was a lot of hard work put into that, and that was something that you done with your own time, wasn't it? Yes. See, I mean, stuff like that is just, and I don't, I don't remember when I was talking about the K-Fest, but... <clears throat> I wanted to be a part of the K-Fest, but the pause button and all the streaming issues and other stuff like that. But, man, that was a great thing that you did. And my, I just want to say, while we're, I know we're recording now, hat comes off to you for doing the K-Fest, man. That was a great thing you did. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, the team I had, you know, they uh, put in a lot of effort, too. So, I mean, you know, it was definitely great to um, start all that back in September and, you know, uh, keep it running. So we did nine events um, so far. So I had um, <clears throat> I was cooking barbecue, and <clears throat> whenever the K Fest was on through the weekends, I'd always I've got like a period of time where I don't have to check my barbecue, and I come back in, and even instead of playing, I'd watch the K Fest, um, you know, through the day, and you know, try to interact on chat. But I'd always <clears throat> I never hooked my laptop up, so. The times I'd be typing, I'd actually be using an Xbox controller, trying to talk on chat, hitting <laughs> That's A, enough, yeah. and then scroll over and hit B and right. whatever else. And I never would use my laptop to chat. And I was like, I'm trying to use a controller to chat on the KFS. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I've done that before. It's difficult. <laughs> mm. You can do it, it, though. It just takes a little longer. <laughs> it takes a little longer, and you're like three lines down on chat, and they're like, huh? And like, okay, like, dude, I'd really, do I, do I just need to watch the K-Fest or do I just need to try to say hi? And when I see people say, you know, hey, Blaze or, you know, right. hey, whoever else was uh, streaming the K-Fest. But my hat does come off to you for that, man. That was a great thing you did for the community. Really cool. Well, thank you. You know, I'm always trying to do uh, whatever I can for the community. And, you know, um, I, I can't say too much about it yet, but I have another project I'm working on next. So, no you know, kidding. Uh, Yep. Oh man, that's great! See, what other community does stuff like that? And you're all you're already working on something else, dude. That's awesome, man. Love to be. A, I'm glad I'm part of a community like this. 
yeah, it's going to be a little while uh, before I get it finished, but you know, um, when it is finished, you know, hopefully the community will enjoy it. So, and they will, man. I mean, everybody enjoyed Decay Fest. I mean, it was a great thing that you did for the community. And, um, like I said, I wish I could be a part of it, but I have to have that pause button right now in my life because the dog barks. And but, I so, mean, just viewing it, you know, you're still a part of it. So, that, that's yeah, all, but that's you know what I mean. I, I wanted know to mean, contribute, yeah. and but I don't want to. Like, like I said earlier, I didn't want to say, "Hey, Blaze, I want to be a part of this," and right. then have to pause and do all this other stuff and go check this, and the dog needs to go out, and the son needs a snack, and you know, so. But it's a great thing you did, man. Hat comes off to you for it, man. It's a good thing. Well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely appreciate um, the work the team put in as well. You know, and uh, together we made some great events. So, who, who 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 else besides you was you know rolling that? I mean, like your compadre, or you know, who who else was helping you with that? Um, it kind of varied basically throughout the events, but um, like early on, it was um myself and. Uh, Mr. Dart, and then K Sizzle kind of came on, and then uh, Fall Down and ML Morris came on as well. So basically, dude, by the end of it, there was five of us. Dude, that's awesome. Tell it, tell him I said hi and thank you. Because yeah, mean, it was well a good thing. It was a good thing. Um, while we're right in the middle of the stream, can I say thanks to somebody right quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, way back in Xbox 360 days, there was a man by the name of AKA Scratch. He told me two weeks before State of Decay came out, he's like, hey, Peddler, there's going to be something that you want to check out and to check this game out. And if it wasn't for Scratch, I would have never, well, I mean, I probably would have looked at it eventually, but Scratch told me, um, you need to check this game out. And I fell in love ever since. So, Thanks to Scratch. Thanks to all the people overseas, Big Red, um, Zombie Kitty, uh, EB, all the guys that were streaming State of Decay Breakdown back in the day that I learned from, Sailor Wolf uh, for teaching me about edged weapons and actually having, not holding back, actually going in with edged weapons and taking the stuff out military style. Thanks, Sailor. Um, E5 Futter? Futter? E5? Anyway, I got the game with him not too long ago. Um, he was in, um, he had the pie. Do you remember the pie in the original State of Decay that we got later on? I believe so, yeah. Uh, instead of snacks, we got pie. That was from a, uh, a, a user named E5 Futter, and I, I apologize if I butchered that name because I probably did. Um, but they made pie out and the stamina lasted longer. So. Thanks to all y'all for getting me where I'm at in the game today. So, okay. I'm sure if any of them hear this, they will definitely appreciate that. So. Oh, I'm going to make sure they hear it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. So, but we did ahead. say we are here to talk about the bounty broker, so uh, yes. we should start getting into that. So, Cash Beaumont. Yep. So, Cash Beaumont is uh, a new trader that came to State of Decay, and basically, he's a trader that has bounties where you can get different types of weapons right now but um in the future there might be other things you can get to we never know but um you know it, it's possible that you know maybe down the road like maybe six months from now cash has okay here's a new car for you you know go do this for me you get a new car we'll see what happens but you know maybe something like that could happen in the future but, um 
Basically, right now, Cash has a bunch of bounties you can do to get the new critical response weapons. These are um, police and firefighter weapons, basically, that are, you know, critical responder weapons that get used. And that's kind of what the pack is centered on. But in addition to that, he also sells the World War II weapons. So basically how Cash works is he sells the World War II weapons for influence. So any of those that you didn't find yet, you can just go buy them off of Cash for influence. But the critical response weapons, you have to actually do um, little tasks for him in order to get them. So we're going to get into those tasks after we talk about all the weapons. But basically, just for an example of one of them, if you run over 50 zombies, you get one of the weapons, for example. Yep. I ran over 50. It was pretty easy. Um, yeah, that, that's the one kind of, you know, that most people get. Like, uh, that's probably the one that you usually start out with. And then, you know, it's not the bad to get that one. I actually like going uh, the blunt weapons. Um the uh, Military Rock Club, uh, Metal Knot Stick, and Police Rock Club. Um, I, I I found myself using edged weapons a lot, and actually making me use the blunt weapons to you know achieve the uh, killing sixty Zeds uh, with a blunt weapon, and um, the killing ten hordes, and I really enjoyed that because I I lost track on blunt weapons, and I I went straight edged and. With trying to do the uh, bounty broker missions for cash, it brought me back to using blunt weapons again. And I, I, I've always used blunt weapons. Well, I'm not going to say I always use blunt weapons, but I, you know, you kind of get into your style of uh, characters. How you play and stuff like that. Yeah. And having to do those achievements, I mean, it really brought another brought a older aspect back to me of playing the game and I just lost focus on blunt weapons so I was glad to use them to get those uh, four melee weapons for uh, Bounty Broker. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too because I mean, I'm more of a bladed guy myself so I end up using a lot of bladed weapons most of the time but um, sometimes blunt weapons are great too and what I like about blunt weapons too is if you're you know having a horde of zombies around you sometimes that's actually better because you can just knock them all down and run away so yep. it, in that case it's a lot better actually. I, when you um, when you set your character up, which I have certain characters that I use blunt on, and I have certain characters I build them, you know. To, right. Well, you can only build them so far. I mean, if they've got the the traits, you can't. You know what I mean? You can't if they're if um, if you go into the striking and they automatically make you into blunt. You can't kind of build that character the way you want to. But I had my edged weapon characters and I had my blunt weapon characters and uh, it was really good to go back and revisit that and because uh, like I said I was streamlined into edged weapons and of course you know I guess playing um, you know can I which which uh, uh, style did you play or uh, which level did you play did you play normal or dread or nightmare or which did you find more comfortable to play uh, I usually play Nightmare now. Um, I played Nightmare for all of these uh, bounties and got them all in Nightmare, but... Congratulations, I have... man. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it a little bit more challenging doing that, but um, I have played a lot in Standard, obviously, because that's all we had for a while. Mm -hmm. um, Dread is the one I've played the least, just because I play on Standard for certain reasons, like maybe for uh, Under Trials event or something like that, but sure. um, Nightmare is the one I mainly play on now. I did play on Dread in uh, Undead Trials 4 because um, that was part of the requirement there. We did some speed running there. And, um, dude, know, that was awesome. I got one, to so. watch some of that, dude. That was some good content you put out on those speed <laughs> runs. Dude, that was some really good content. I was like, 
oh my gosh. I mean, I actually learned a lot on how to, um, do the different, you know, the sheriff and, um, uh, to Trey try Lacey. to, yeah, to try yeah. to streamline that, dude. That was some great content y'all put out on that. Thanks for, yeah, doing thank that. you. We were definitely, uh, my team was definitely stressed out, but you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> we made it through. So I never, I do, to be honest, I never seen the stress. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Some of it, but not like, you know, when you say stress, I was like, really? I mean, it, you know, I thought y'all did a great job on that. Well, thank but, you. I mean, we were up against some great competition, you know, um, Fall Down had Scarproof and uh, Jawa on his team. So, you know, it's definitely a tough team to beat for sure. And, you know, uh, we ended up pulling it out. So hats off to you for doing that, man. Congratulations. Um, but Thank I, you. I wouldn't be able to do it with my teammates, though. You know, Coconut Kid and Zombie, they're awesome teammates. And I don't know Coconut well. Kid. Who's Coconut Kid? Uh, Coconut Kid is in the Undead Labs Discord. He's one of the uh, leaders or moderators of me. Dude, I've never um, him or her. Him. Never met him. I might have, I might have to look it up. Um, yeah, you should. He's a great guy. Um, it, but it, it depends on my day. Um, like if if I'm having like a really bad day and I just want to mow through zombies, I go straight into normal mode. If you know I want the challenge, then I jump into nightmare. And I, I did all the bounty broker stuff in regular, just for the way that life's been right now. I want wanted like the easy peasy yeah that's fair don't no nope, wrong with that don't worry about my characters dying <laughs> which i mean it still gets hairy don't get me wrong but normal mode is i mean once you break there's a there's a plateau there of when you start a new community things are really rough and then once you kind of break that hump then all of a sudden okay i can kind of breathe a little bit moment you know during the game and nightmare doesn't give you that and i did get all the achievements for the 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 legacies in um nightmare let me rephrase that i did three of awesome. them in nightmare and then wasn't paying attention and i was trying to just, one of them in dread yep did yeah. one of them in dread because i i had um i'd i used the uh oh shoot uh not the trader the um builder the builder kind of legacy cheat where you can cycle characters. Um, you clear out all the plague hearts and you can, at the third, there's like the second mission where three people show up and you can choose those three people or... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I do use that. And I had cycled um, a really good group. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get them into my pool. And... I was on dread and wasn't thinking, finished the legacy and then boom, I busted the achievement. I've got three in um nightmare and then one in dread, so Hey, that's still knocks the achievement out though, so I mean, you know, hats off to you for that. It does, but I kinda it's feel definitely like definitely a top achievement to get, so I I feel like I cheated myself, you know? But yeah, I mean it is what and, and I I got the characters in my pool, so I was good, you know. Dude, it was a good run too. No negativities whatsoever. It was awesome. It's a good group. Yeah, I have some really good guys in my uh, group, too. So I have this uh, one girl that I love using close combat on. She's awesome with it. Dude, is close combat not the best? I mean, it's I really an combat, overlooked yeah. <laughs> uh, It's really an overlooked thing. Not many people seem to use it, but I really like using it, honestly. It's I do, really I cool do too. Man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, They're so fast with close combat on. 
Dude, there was, uh, there was, there was actually, as far as like the, uh, uh, Cash Beaumont stuff, there was, we got a new knife for, uh, the bounty broker, didn't we? For the melee? Yeah, we have some new knives, so. I mean, we'll get into that. Um, we talk about the CQC, yeah. Yep, yep. We have two new knives, so. But before we get into that, though, just a couple more things on Cash, real quick. Um, I do want to mention that anyone that likes to play multiplayer, you can earn these bounties in multiplayer as well, and you receive your bounty rewards in someone else's game. So, like, say you were in my game, you could actually earn uh, credit for your bounties in my game, and then you could get your rewards from Cash in my game. So, that is nice that they put that in there. I didn't know that, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, so it I, helps with uh, playing with your friends. The ones that I, I've got, the community that I was running, the bounty broker, and I've not done the uh, plague uh, achievements yet. And that's good to know. Like the for the Riot Club, you have to kill 100 Plague Zeds in melee. I'd already the the community that I'm running. I'd already killed all the Plague Hearts in, so my volume of Plague Zombies is null. So that's good to know. I can get that makes mil- sense. Yeah, I can get the military Riot Riot Club, the blunt one, in somebody else's, or at least started anyway. Yeah, which is definitely handy because, you know, um, it's nice to play with friends. I got most of my actually playing with friends, so. Good deal, man. See, I always want I always want to play the multiplayer, but I need, like like I said earlier, I need that pause button because the dog needs to go out or my son needs a snack. Right. Or, you know, I mean, I'm like at a 30-minute interval right now in my life where every 30 minutes I've got to pause and go do something. <laughs> and, you know, that's hey, what... you're staying busy, though, so that's good. It is, but, I mean, when Undead Labs brought the online part, you know, I mean, that was the big thing to, you know, play with other people. And now, unfortunately, when I had all that time, I'm at a point now where I have to use the pause button. Like, jeez. So... But, you know, at least it's still there for you, so. It is. It is. And, you know, I'm glad that they did that, too, you know, that it's not, like, strictly online or not strictly offline. You know, they gave us right. that option. We wanted it early in um, the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One or Year One edition, and, you know, they gave it to us. So hats off to them for that. Absolutely. And, you know, hats off to them for this Bounty Broker update, too, because, um you know, a couple free. other things on cash real quick. Yeah, it is free. And uh, speaking of free, with uh, cash, you can get one free copy of the particular item that you do a bounty for. And then you can always buy more from them, actually. So um, basically, when you do a bounty, say you did the 50 you know, uh, Zeds with a car one, you get one free copy of that item. But then you can always buy more. So I really like that you can actually buy more uh, as well. So in case you want, like, oh, I want two of these things, you can buy two. So that's really nice, too. And... I do want to mention as well that Cash will always be uh, located on the map in a central location for each map. So he's always going to be there. He's always going to stay on the map. So he's not going to be a traitor that goes away. So uh, no one has to worry about that. And He, he looks cool, too. Have you noticed? He does, like, yeah. He changes dude, clothes all the time, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. man. That whoever whoever come up with his clothes outfit, hats <laughs> off to y'all, man. That, uh, he's pimp tight. I like his truck, too. His truck is really cool. <laughs> it all, is. All it. <laughs> it's got the lights outside, yeah. you know, and you kind of drive up at night, and you kind of see the lights glowing. All of a sudden, you come around the corner, and this dude's got this flashy jacket. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, snap. You know, this dude's, you know, he's got his he's got his gear on. You know, I mean, he looks good. I, I mean, I was impressed with that, whoever done that. So. And it's funny when there's zombies around him, too, because he can't be uh, attacked or killed 
So basically, when zombies are around him, they just go for you. And Cash's sister, yeah. like, what are you doing, dude? It's like, dude, I'm a, I'm above that now. Go ahead and handle, go ahead and like, handle my business. You take, you take care of that for me. I'm just going to yeah. sit here and watch you. I got your guns and knives and your blunt weapons. Just, you know, handle my business. I'll be right here for you. Yeah, I mean, this one time I had like a giant horde chasing me right by Cash, and I had to get up in my truck real quick. And Cash is just sitting there, like, "Oh, that's a nice horde you got there." Yeah. <laughs> let me get, let me get, let me get my phone out and take a picture of Blaze taking <laughs> yeah. the zombies out, and I'll post it on my social media. Go and exactly. handle that, Blaze. <laughs> Maybe it'll sell some more guns that way. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, hey, he did this with one of my guns. See? Yeah. That's my gear he's using right there. People come by my gear. <laughs> exactly. It's all in the gear. So, what did you what did you think about the uh, some of the gear that Cash Beaumont gave us? I thought the gear was really awesome. Um, some of the weapons I haven't had to try out a ton. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure: I, I technically have them all, mm-hmm. but some of them I just haven't had time to try out a lot. But um, the ones I have tried out, I've really enjoyed. Um, obviously, the CQC weapons they don't do anything different per se, but they have some cool looks to them. Um, you mentioned the police knife looks really cool and. Yep. The rescue knife actually looks really cool, too. It's like a really big knife, especially for a CQC weapon. It's a really big knife, and um, that one you actually get by achieving 60 CQC kills. So mm-hmm. that's like the firefighter knife. And the police knife, which we talked about, that one you get uh, by running over 50 zombies with cars. So um, I'm not sure which one you prefer out of those two, but um, I think the rescue knife is a little bit different, and I kind of prefer it for that just because it's something different that you don't usually see in a CQC weapon. I do. Um the 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 rescue knife is actually out of the two is the one that I like the most. Um, I'm actually a Karambit guy, so even though I got I like the those two, yeah. I got the even though I got the 60 CQ uh, C kills and the police knife for running over the 50 zombies. Um, I'm a Karambit guy because I actually carry a Karambit on me daily. Um, I don't leave home without it. Um, I don't know who over there knows about a Karambit knife, but somebody did. And I was floored. And I was like, oh my gosh, they've got a Karambit knife. I've got, I trained martial arts for the nine ish, ten ish years. And we trained with uh, Karambits. And uh, it's an Indonesian fighting art. And when I saw the Karambit, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to have it. Um, side note, I do run an Emerson uh, Karambit. Uh, love it. Emerson, great job on them knives, man. So, sorry. So no, that's fine. Yeah. Shout out to Ernest Emerson, uh, Navy SEAL, for making the Karambit and love it. But when I saw the Karambit, I had to have it. Oh my gosh, run Karambit. Even though I like the CQC weapons, um, the rescue knife's the one I like the most out of those. So. Yeah, I, I like the Karambit too, and um, I like these two new ones. Um, so I kind of vary between those at the moment, but um, one of the ones I did use for a while, too, which I'm sure you got a kick out of, was uh, the barbecue fork. I, I like using the barbecue fork some stuff. Dude, is that thing? <laughs> All right. Side note, um, Brant, thank you. Um, the uh, spatula, talking about the independence pack uh, yes. for the barbecue <laughs> fork. Uh, they put a Easter egg for my wife because wife cooks with me. Um, she runs a lot of hours at the hospital and... The times that she is here, we cook a lot. I mean, you see the pictures. We barbecue from the time we get up or if we start talking trash to each other, boom, we're cooking. You know, we got throwing the charcoal on, throwing barbecue down. Brant put the spatula, the uh, edged weapon. You know, the barbecue spats or the... Uh, yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, it's got my wife's name on it. 
Oh, does it? That's yeah. Cool. It's got a cat serious barbecue on it. So thanks out to Brant Fitzgerald and Undead Labs for putting that for my wife, man. That was, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a great move. Of course, she's a lot better cook than me, noted wife. You're a lot better cook than I am. <laughs> so is my for, wife, so. <laughs> except for barbecue, honey. You can't touch me. Sorry. <laughs> well, if she listens after, she'll have to get back either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll deny it all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we got some uh, ranged weapons here, or do we want to go into yeah. melees? No, we can go to the range next. So I'm, I'm fine either way. So, um, you know, the range we have some really interesting pistols that came out. So we can start with the pistols. Um, we had the G34, which this one is a nine millimeter pistol. It has a 17 round uh, clip to it, and it has is achieved by 120 kills in combat. So this one's not too difficult to get. Basically, it just means you know you have to fight uh, 120 zombies in combat. So uh, pretty much anything besides range will get you those kills. And the other one that we have for a pistol is the G26, which is a 9mm pistol as well. This one has 10 rounds in it, and this one's achieved by killing 9 bloaters with pistols. Technically, if you want to uh, call it a pistol, I consider it something different a little bit, but there is a revolver as well, which is the backup bossy. And this is a 9mm as well, has a 7-round mag, and it's achieved by killing 100 zombies with revolvers, so... Um, out of these, I kind of like the bossy just because of the look of it and the feel of it. I think it's um, probably the coolest out of the three, personally, but um, I haven't used the G26 a lot, so I don't know much about the G26 yet. I like the bossy, actually. Um, nine millimeters, seven, seven, seven rounds in the mag. The uh, I actually like the achievement part of it, you know, killing the hundred zombies with revolvers. I was going to say that, too. Yeah, that, that's the most fun one to get because it is. most people don't use revolvers a ton in the game. So, like, yeah. killing a hundred zombies with revolvers, that was kind of fun to do, actually. They made me go back. Undead Labs made me go back and use a revolver, and I was like, dude, it's actually a lot of fun doing this. <laughs> it was, And, yeah. you know, I was normally a 7.62 uh, guy, and... um you know, when they made me go back and use revolvers, like, dude, this is a lot of fun. And it brought another, you know, you know, another hour, hour to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes you to, you know, get the backup bossy revolver. It brought another element of funness to the game, if that's a word. Um, it is now, so. I, I enjoyed it, man. I mean, it was a great achievement, and I'm glad they're doing stuff like that. Because, I mean, Agreed. like you said, you don't really pick up a revolver that much unless you're at the point uh, first uh, building your community up. Once you break that plateau, right. you don't really go back to revolvers that much. Yeah, so. the only other time is, like, if you're really desperate, like, your gun breaks, you search a container, it's like, oh, here's a revolver. Please, yep, I have a weapon. Like, if you're really desperate, okay, here's a weapon. <laughs> um, my actual, besides that one, the Tassie Devil, um Rest in that peace. That was good, yeah. yeah. That's the best of all in the game. Rest in peace, girl. He was a good SOD player. Hat comes off to you. Um, that was always my favorite revolver was the Tassie Devil. She was a good person in the community. Yeah, and it's the best revolver in the game, too. So, you know, I'm glad that she got uh, a really good one. Yep. That was a good, that was a good shout out to her because she was a good player. Have we mentioned Big Ed or were we recording when I was talking about Big Ed? I think you mentioned him in your uh, shout outs before. Okay. Yep. Hats yeah. off to Big Ed. Love you, ma'am. All right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, well, before we talk about any of the weapons, I just want to give uh, a shout out actually to the team that helped me with this because um, I did mention that I did a lot of this in multiplayer. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, I did three of these in solo, and then uh, on Tuesday, I in a four-hour stream, I got all the other weapons uh, with a four-person team. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, in four hours, we knocked them all out together. So, 
who 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 was you uh, gaming with? So I was with Zombie Killer Ma, who is uh, also my Undead Trials partner. I awesome. was with um, Danger. Danger helped us out too. And then Core Eighty Eight, who is um, one of my mods for my stream. And then at the very end, um, Danger and Core had to go, but uh, the Generate came in, and Generate kind of gave us our uh, last play card we needed because um, awesome. the the play card won. Unfortunately, my map only had 11 play parts, and you need 12 for the challenge. So, oh, geez, he no. came in, and we went into his map, and we killed one of his maps. Oh, so that's okay. good. That's I, good. I'm glad he helped us out. So. Hey, listen, um, when y'all run the K-Fest, um, do you have like a set pattern that y'all do for the This is way off. I'm not talking about Cash Bowman or anything like that. Whenever you, Do y'all have like a set pattern that you do whenever you uh, run Nightmare on the K-Fest, since these are the guys that you you know, do your stuff with, do you have like a a pattern? Like if you come up on a play card in Nightmare, this is what this guy does or she does and execute it like that. I mean, is it like execution style or do you have to talk about it? Or is it like an unwritten rule? Um, I think everyone has their own styles kind of thing. But um, if you're talking speed runs, I think the speed runs are where you're going to find more of the, you know, set in stone styles. Because, for example, my team for... Undead Trials 4, we had to do a speed run in Dread, and um, we knocked out our Dread speed run in an hour and one minute, and basically we only were able to do that because we practiced our strategy beforehand. So we kind of figured out our strategy, we had uh, a set strategy, and we went all the way around Meager, took out the play cards, you know, as quick as possible, and got the Trader Legacy done. So uh, we had a set strategy, I, I think it at least showed that we had a strategy, um, I don't know how good at executing we were, but, you know, we were decent enough, I guess. But um, I mean, you pulled it off in an hour and one minute, or how many? Yeah, an hour and one minute, but it, I just Dude, know there was, a lot of, there was a lot of mistakes in that run, too, though, so I know we could have had a much better time because we made a lot of mistakes, Yeah, too, but, but, dude, do you know what you accomplished right there, or what y'all accomplished right there? I mean, that's... So, I mean, I'm a State of K player. When I see somebody... You know, put that type of dedication into it. I mean, that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, well, we had to because you know, uh, fall down, scarproof, and Jawa. They did an hour and four minutes, so you know, we we had to go fast. So. I've not got the game. <laughs> we barely beat him. Scarproof, but I've I've heard that that dude can throw down on the sticks. He's yeah. Oh yeah, and he's played the game more than anyone I've ever met. Um, he's played almost two hundred days in game. Like actually, Jeez. um, not like. State That's of the K awesome. game, like a real life game. So 200 days real life. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So he's played more than anyone of her bet. I did, uh, on the original spanning over from the Xbox 360 over to Yo's, was running 5,000 hours, but that's two, the Xbox 360 over to the Xbox One. It was roughly, we counted it up as like 5,000 hours. Dang, that, that's some solid time, too. Yeah. <laughs> that would rival them, sure. Well, I mean, like I said, though, but um, the game's not, the uh, State of K2's not been out long enough to do. Right, exactly. So, have that, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's, like I said, or like we said earlier, Funded Labs keeps dropping content, you know, like the Cash Beaumont, um, the Bounty Broker uh, content. If they keep producing content like this, dude, I... I Dude, we could we could push some hours like that, but it was over the old game was over two consoles, so you had the Xbox sense, 360 yeah. and the Xbox One. So, well, I know they plan on continuing the game as long as possible. So, you know, dude, I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited. 
And I mean, obviously nothing's been confirmed, so this is just me speculating, but I think there's like a hundred percent chance we get a state of K three at some point. Like I, I think since they're owned by Microsoft now, it has to happen at some point, I would think. I, I agree, man. Um they're gonna they're <clears throat> let me rephrase that. I don't like like you said, both we're just speculating and this just right. us talking on a podcast. Um whether it's called State of Decay three or there'll there'll be another game like State of Decay, whether it has the same name, um I don't there was um before the original State of Decay it was called um do you remember what the original uh game was called before it was released or the file I don't name? know. Um I used to talk about it on the forums and I do oh God, I just went brain dead. Oh I feel so stupid now. Regardless, um the the State of Decay one wasn't even called State of Decay. Um it was uh oh gosh. Regardless, there was another name for it. And um that's whenever they were talking about it on forums, pre State of Decay one, it was called something else. So whether State of Decay 3 is called something else, I believe it'll be in the lines of what the community wants for what we would call a State of Decay 3. So, Yeah, and I will say, um, you know, for my mileage, too, I don't even think we need a State of Decay 3X. I mean, everything they're doing for State of Decay 2, I'm still happy with it. So oh, yeah. you know, they, they can take another 3, 4, whatever, how many years. Like, take as long as you want, because right now I'm happy with State of Decay 2, and they keep putting out great content for that. So I don't need a State of Decay 3 for a long time. I'm just saying, I think it's going to happen at some point. Oh, I agree, man. I, I think it will, too. Um, I don't... <clears throat> really, uh, when I was... Which I don't even know. I, I guess I can say it now. They, When they released State of Decay 1, it was not what they wanted. Okay? You had restrictions as far as the Xbox 360... As far as like the download content, Microsoft puts a restriction on their arcade games. So the file size right. can only be so big. When State of Decay 2 was released, um, it was said that that's that. what they, they wanted. State of Decay 2 is what they wanted State of Decay 1 to be. But as yeah, far as the sense. restrictions go, as far as like the arcade version, we're talking Xbox 360. That's what they wanted State of Decay 1 to be like. And the restrictions just wasn't going to happen. And um, so we got State of Decay 2. And I just think, I think it's a masterpiece, really. I mean, if you're into no, the survival zombie types, um, dude, it's hands down the best game out there. Agreed. And they keep producing content. Easily like, best zombie you know, game, too. Yeah. And they keep producing the content, you know, like we're on here talking about the Bounty Broker. It's free. It's free content. Yeah, and we get, get some free great weapons. weapons with that too, so, you know, we can get back to the range weapons. weapons. I mean, yeah. Um, some and of the range got... weapons we didn't talk about yet, we have a couple of great rifles, and um, two of those are the police sniper rifle. This is a 5.56 gun. It's, um, I, honestly, this is my fault. Um, the picture I took of it, it was blurry, so I couldn't tell, uh, what size the mag was. I, I apologize on that, 30. people, but I can't. 30? Okay, I, I wasn't sure of that. Oh, so uh, wait, 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 wait. There's one that's 22. There's one that's 22 rounds, and maybe it's that one. That I so I I know it's at least um 20, I believe. So it's between 20 and 30, but you know the, the mag is somewhere around that size. But um this one you get by achieving 200 stealth kills. So this is an interesting one to do, but 
Before we get into talking about that real quick, um, the other rifle that we have is the RC9 Police Carbine, which is a 9mm, and it's a 17 round mag, and this one you achieve by killing 12 streamers with rifles. And personally, I like the challenge of the Police Sniper Rifle better for killing the 200 dead stealth kill, but I actually like the RC9 uh, Carbine better as a gun, because I, I don't know if you heard the sound of it, but the sound of that is so amazing. Like, I just love what the sound team did with that gun. The sound is so amazing, and I really love how that gun shoots. I agree, man. Um, the reason why I, t I lean more toward versus the sound, I'm five five 5.56, 7.62 round dude. So whenever I go out, I want the biggest millimeter gun I can get versus your weight-wise on your character. But if yeah, I that makes put sense. The, if I could put like the sound, which I, when they do the, um, ranged weapons and stuff like that, I honestly think like, like what you're saying, the sound on the R9 carbine, if I could put it on the, uh, police sniper rifle, the 5.56, I'd like it better, but I just, I like that, I like that power, man. Um, the, the achievement was good though. I mean, I always like killing screamers. Um, but the stealth kill one for the uh, police sniper rifle, dude, I have not killed. And I I, I went ahead and got this one. Um, loved the stealth kills. And I just, I would have never done 200 if they hadn't made me. And I it agree, was, yeah. <laughs> like, it was honestly, a Honestly, I don't even know it before this challenge. I'm not even sure if I did 200 stealth kills my entire time playing Stage Cake. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't stealth kill a lot. So, like, this is probably the first time I've done 200 kills stealth kills. <laughs> um, normally, like, when I go in on Nightmare, um, I go in, I mean, guns blaze, and, and I'll sit there and melee, and then I'll start to snipe the outside perimeter until I, you know, take the volume of zombies down. And, um, I I never stealth killed, and I built characters up for what I thought whenever they released the nightmare mode for the stealth mode. You know, I built stealth characters right. thinking that I was going to, you know, use them, and I didn't use them the way that I thought I was going to whenever nightmare mode came out. But the police sniper rifle uh, was a great. I mean, love doing the stealth kills. I mean, it was a good, it was a good move on. Yeah, and I will part. say too that out of all these uh, bounties, I think that's the one that's going to take people the longest to do, just because it's you know it, it's it, excessive in number, like two hundred is a lot. You know, some of these challenges take a hundred, and not only that, um, to get the stealth kills, you have to have to you know be sneaky about it and stuff. You can't just you know run their guns blatant. So I think this is going to be the one that takes people the longest to get out of all of them. All right, so we're sitting here talking. You play the game. I'll play the game. Do you really feel 200 stealth kills is excessive? Not excessive in like terms of killing. I'm just saying excessive in terms of the other challenges. Like, oh, there's only two challenges that are actually that high of a number. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like yep. most of these are kill 120 this way, kill 100 this way. So what I'm saying is like it's excessive in terms of the other challenges because the only other one that you have to kill uh, anywhere close to 200 is the uh, hatchet, which you have to kill 240. All right. So for us guys and girls that game like this on State of Decay, would you want the challenges like the uh, stealth kills that we got 200 on that one? I don't feel that's excessive, man. I would love to see, like, later on, like, if, which 
I don't know what Cash Beaumont is going to bring later, but I would love to see some achievements, 200, 500. Um, like, like what we were talking earlier with the G26 pistol, the 9mm 10-round mag, you achieve right. by killing nine bloaters with pistols. Come on, dude. Shooting nine bloaters with pistols. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Nightmare mode, we'll blow through that in no time. Dude, go ahead and bump it up to 50. Well, I think part of that, though, is, and I see what you're saying, but I think part of that is this is like sort of a test trial for them because this oh, is them okay. test, this is kind of like, in my eyes, this is them testing the system because this is a new system they introduced in the game. So they probably put it lesser requirements just to kind of test the system out and like see it. how it's working. And then I think in the future ones, they're actually going to have higher requirements because they know the system works. That's a great point of view, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, let me ask you this then. So we're, um, we're going to jump off the bounty broker and cash Beaumont. Um, the, the one achievement that I felt was excessive was the daybreak one where you run up into level six when firing no guns. Did you get that one or, um, yes, you got yeah. it. No kidding. Holy cow. I have everything. Dude, that is awesome. How did you, I'm sorry. This is going to be way off topic. How did you do it? I I cannot by myself with those other um, AIs. I cannot, dude. I I get murdered in Daybreak. Well, are you talking about the one where you have to do no guns? Or are you talking about the one that you have to go solo? Because I did them in different ways. The I think it's I solo. solo. I, th- I think it's the, is it, is it not the solo one that you got to run up to level six? There's two different ones. Uh, the solo one you have to go to level six, yes. Um, and there's also one you have to use no guns to level five, which that one you can do multiplayer. All right, this is not on what you wrote. How did you do it, man? Because I, I cannot, I, I, I'm struggling with this, and I want those achievements. How did you do it? Um, honestly, I'm not the best person to ask on it because I've only gotten um one daybreak solo ever, and basically that was enough for me after that. So, um, no, that's actually you, the how did you get that achievement? But uh, get the achievement. Basically, it just takes some practice, and you know, knowing what um what guns you're best with like um the blast rifle usually works pretty well with that and okay. uh using some minefields you definitely have to use your minefields wisely and make sure you save them for the proper rounds because if you use them too early then right. you don't have them for when you really need them I think so, it was three um, was it three the end of three or two i forgot there's there's a there's a surge i think it was three wasn't it i wouldn't use them that early personally um unless you really really have to like what i would do is just use one at the beginning uh in the back by the tech mm-hmm. and save your other one and then don't use that one until uh, round five is when I usually use round them, so. five. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll try that one. But yeah, hats off to you for getting that one, man. Jeez. Yeah. Thank you. But I mean, like I said, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not the best guy at solo daybreak. Um, you know, for that you're gonna want to look at uh, Fall Down Go Boom, uh, Mr. Dart, um, ML Morris, Haunted GG. Those are like the type of guys you want to look at. Uh, K Sizzle as well. Those are the guys you want to look at for solo daybreaks. Um. Uh, I can do multiplayer daybreak, no problem. Just solo daybreak, I'm not the best at. But dude, I, I did watch, do it once. Dude, is fall is fall fall down go boom? Not just oh my gosh, the amount of skill that dude puts on on the sticks for state of decay is ridiculous. I was watching some of his streams earlier, and that's a damn good player. Damn good. Oh yeah, player. He, he's amazing. When he yeah, was he, uh, taking off the uh, no radar, no no HUD. None of that. Yeah, he does all that. Yep. Before, yeah, dude, that was all. And to to not to blow up his bubble, but he would take 
what people were telling him in the streams and apply it to what he was doing in the game. If somebody would ask him, just say like no revolvers, he would play no revolvers and run it till he couldn't do anymore. And I mean, that was, that was awesome stuff. I got to watch some of his streams. I was impressed with some good, good streams right there. Yeah, he's without question um, one of the top five players in the game, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Depends on, you know, your personal view on where, where he lands in that. But sure. personally, I'd say he's uh, without a doubt one of the top five. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of he, he did a lot of great things for State of Decay. Absolutely. But um, we have some other guns to talk about. Yep. So uh, we have some great assault weapons. We have the MP5SD. This is a nine millimeter assault with 30 round mag. And this one you achieve by killing 25 freaks of any kind. So. Uh, ferals, jugs, bloaters, any kind of freak, basically. You also have the UMP SMG. This is a 45 cal assault with 20 round mag. This one you achieve by killing 200 plague zombies at range. So I do stand correct with my earlier comment. Um, there's actually three of them that you have 200 or more. So I apologize on that, but, um, you have that one. And then the last one you have, which is, um, probably in my opinion, the best gun in this, uh, pack is the SWAT 416. And this is an assault rifle that's a 5.56 gun, which has a 30-round mag, and this one you achieve by killing 12 play cards. And honestly, all three of these guns are great guns, but the SWAT gun, the look of it is so amazing, and uh, it shoots really well. The sound's really great, too. I think the SWAT is definitely the best gun by far of all these. I can't comment on it. Uh, like I said, the, the playthrough that I'm in right now doesn't have plague zombies. So the uh, UMP SMG for killing 200 plague zombies at range i don't have and the swat one that you just talked about that you said was your favorite i don't have any of the ones for the uh plague zombies i don't have but um anything that's a 5.56 which we're talking about the swat 416 now 5.56 30 round mag achieved by killing 12 plague hearts dude i love my 5.56 and i love my 7.62s once I get done, um, once I move maps, which I actually I think I'm going to move this one into Dread. Um, talking about the community that I'm in to get these, I'm going to go ahead and move it into Dread and go ahead and knock out the. Well, even like like you said, it, uh, you did yours and you hit the eleventh play card and you didn't have the twelfth one, so you had to jump into a different um, community. Yeah, to get the and that was card. Nightmare, which Nightmare. You should always have at least 12 play cards in Nightmare. I thought you were 16. Yeah. Um, in Nightmare, usually you're going to find like at least 14. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with me. I guess like if this was a speed run, I would have got so lucky on it. But in this case, I got very unlucky because I needed 12. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. luckily, you know, one of my friends in chat, uh, Degenerate, he had one available in his game. So I had to jump in his game. But, um, it's awesome. I will say, though, if you go into Dread, just keep in mind that. Dread only has about eight or nine play cards, so you won't you won't be able to do it in one map in Dread. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay with that with swapping maps. Okay. I mean, um, and thanks for the tip too, because I I was always thinking there was like ten, but regardless, you jump two maps, uh, loot it, you know, hit the hit the high points, right? Grab your ammo, see if you catch any good guns, and you know, swap maps. So. Yeah, Dread has the least amount of play cards, but um, they try to make them a little bit more difficult to kind of compensate for that, so. Or I mean, I, I I guess I could keep it in easy mode. I mean, depending on what kind of day I've had. I mean, like I said earlier, yeah, it, that worked too. It all depends on you know if 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 it was a stressful day, I want to go easy mode where I can just like feel like Superman. And 
you know, I've got a community that's on Nightmare, and, you know, when I'm feeling like, when, you know, I'm not stressed out or and want to enjoy the game, you know, pop into Nightmare mode and see where my Nightmare community is at. But I'm really stoked about trying to get this SWAT uh, 416 Assault round, because... It's a sweet gun. It looks amazing. How does it sound? It honestly sounds great. I mean, um, personally, out of all the guns, I like the sound of the RC9 the best, mm-hmm. but the SWAT is definitely second best for me. Like The sound is really cool. Just I like the RC9 sound a little bit better, but um, the sound is really cool, though. All right. Uh, personal question. Wayne GSG had a 5.56 in the game. Compare um, uh, the GSG gun to the SWAT 416. What do you like? Um, I'd say the SWAT 416. No kidding. Yeah. Dude, I loved Wayne's gun in that game. That thing was a beast. I loved when I found it. Loved the gun. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to look, look into that whenever, um. No, honestly, I, I think the SWAT 416 is going to be a gun that a lot of people use, um, pretty frequently from now on. I think the only drawback to it is that the round, uh, the mag is only 30 because yeah. you obviously have things like the Preppers AK with 75. <laughs> You have like you know the M4X2 light with 100, so I think people might not use it just because those guns have bigger mags. But sure. if the mag was bigger, I think the SWAT 416 would be like the no new go-to weapon for a lot of people. I, I agree, man. Um, it's it's a great gun. Is e- well, I'm not, I'm not gonna say there's easy access to it, but once you unlock it, you have the easy access to it. And uh, I'm looking forward to you know trying that gun out and the UMP SMG. And there's another one. Um, that I'm working the on. The MP5 right. SD. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I love the MP5. Um, yeah, that one's nice. The the recoil on that gun is. I mean, you can blister. I mean, you can mow through some zombies. I just the nine millimeter when you jump up into some uh, heavier weight like the jugs and stuff, it works just fine. But the like just mowing through zombies, the recoil on that MP5, love it. Absolutely love it, dude. That and it looks cool too. I love the sound of that one. Um, so I'm really looking forward to which I I, I use I've used the MP5, but I'm really looking forward to the SWAT 416 that you were talking about. Yeah, it's definitely a really awesome gun, and I haven't got to use this one that much yet. But I, I do have to shout out, you know, uh, a little bit the UMP SMG because um, I don't really know why, but. In State of Decay, I tend to be partial to the 45 cal guns a little bit. I just kind of like using the 45 cal. So. No kidding, really. Yeah. Uh, why, I enjoy them. So why do you like why do you like the uh, UMP SMG? Um, I haven't got to use it that much to really say too much about that one specifically. But um, like one of my favorite guns in State of Decay, my second favorite gun in the whole game is the RTX Piranha, which is a 45 cal. So like. I just mm-hmm. love the look and feel of that gun, and I love how it shoots. And um, I think that gun is what made me fall in love with the 45 cals. So now every time I see a 45 cal, I'm like, "Ooh, 45 cal! Let me take this." Nice, man. See, I when the the preppers uh, AK-47, the weight issue or not issue, but the weight versus the amount of mag or rounds you get. That's I I, I constantly keep trying to find that preppers. Because the weight versus the amount of bullets I get, and it's seven point six two. I when I gear when I gear my characters up, I go. I've still not died. I don't. Oh, ha- I don't have that achievement. I can't say that. I, I definitely died. So <laughs> when I when I gear my characters up, I literally go out like 
I don't want any excuses other than I messed up and they killed me. Um, right. Side note, the, um, when, uh, State of Decay, uh, Yost came out, year one survival edition, um, I was a moderator on Xbox.com and they asked me to stream State of Decay Yost. It was a week early. So I got my copy and I died. It was a four hour stream and I died. Um, oh geez. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob Ritter. I was out in, if, if I say the fields of death, do you know what the fields of death are in the, um, I don't recall it, uh, right now. Okay. When, um, uh, if you're playing Heartland and not Carlos, uh, um, what's the guy that, uh, reappeared in Heartland? It's in Ray the Santos? Mid- Ray Santos. Okay. If you're going from, um, cutting through the fields, they're going up to Ray Santos place. If you had your, um, trucker, uh, Snyder's trucking warehouse, right? You're in the big base. You're cutting through the fields going up to Ray Santos's place in Heartland. Those fields right there, I always called the fields of death because of a zombie kitty cross seas he always called those the fields of death because it was just horrendous for dying and so i'm in this four-hour stream and jacob ritter dies um i'm trying to get to the car this i had a feral or two unprepared and i'm in this stream and jacob ritter dies so i've got all these viewers from xbox i'm on their stream right the game's not released so they're watching me die. And ever since that point in my life, I was like, dude, I'm not going out with nothing less than the best I can get. And that's why I always run the 7.62. So all these people saw me lose Jacob Ritter on um, State of Decay Yos. But I mean, all those people watching you, most of those people are going to die too. So, you know, I wouldn't. I know, dude, <laughs> but it was like, it was, it was like for people like you and at that time, Big Ed and, uh, Red Monkey, you know, over in the UK that were watching me play. I'm like, dude, I died. I don't trust me. A lot of us die. I mean, there's, there's barely anyone in the community that hasn't died. Like, I know, man, but I it could, was kind of like, I could name basically every streamer in the community that, and all of them have died. So I know, but it's not like, it's not like a uh, fall down, go boom, where they were putting restrictions on him. You know, I get that. Okay. If you're putting restrictions on a player that can't do, dude's a wizard on the game, but there was no restrictions on me. The only, the only, which I'm not going to sit here and say this or that, but it was a brand, like I'd never played Yost. It, it wasn't even out yet. So I'm playing a brand new state of decay because the, your timing is off from the jump of the ferals and all this other stuff. I didn't have a community built up and died it was it's like i said it's years later and i still sit here and think about losing jacob ritter in the fields of death and i'm like i'm not doing it dude i'm going and, out I, I do understand how you feel because i mean um there's a character called gino that i lost uh you know fairly early on in my playing that i i'm still kind of upset about because i use one of my favorite characters so yeah, yeah it, it does stick with you yeah so i mean it's 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 the great thing about state of decay is i lost um cash edmonds he was the cursed cop. Do you remember the cursed cop in uh, uh, the original State of Decay? The, when I say cursed cop, there was a trait that was a leadership and uh, leadership reflexes. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Cursed cop. Lost him. 
and dude, it crushed me. I was like, uh, breakdown level. I wasn't that high up. I think I was in my twenties or thirties and just got stupid and lost him right outside of, uh, not Snyder's Trucking Warehouse. Uh, what was the tree fort down the road? Um, uh, Savini's. I was at the Savini's, the bridge there, uh, right in front of, uh, Savini's and Farrell jumped out, got me and I lost, uh, Cash Edmonds and dude, just, uh, I ended up quitting that community. I was going on a leaderboard run at the time. I was trying to get over a million on, um, breakdown, which I eventually got, but I ended up quitting. Congrats. Thanks. Um, I ended up quitting that community because I lost Cash Edmonds. I mean, it hurt, dude. We're talking years later. Grown ass man. Like, yeah, I lost Cash Ed. Oh, that's geez. the beauty of State of Decay, though. I mean, oh. you know, that permadeath, it really gets to you. So that's I, a, I do appreciate that. It's a great thing about the game, man. I mean, it's Absolutely. the game, it's a game that we love. And, you know, I'm glad that they still do that. So what's a, what's somebody else that, that, do you have anybody else that you lost that you still think about? Um, I mean, Gino is a big one. Um, I'd say besides him, not anyone that had the same impact, I don't think. I've had come close to losing a couple of my uh, really important characters. Like, my favorite character I have is uh, Taylor, and my second favorite is Willard. And I've come close to losing them before, but I haven't actually lost them. So, what's, but, her, what's her fifth trait? Um, Willard has uh, auto mechanics, mm-hmm. and Taylor has uh, plumbing. Dude, my plumbing character. Love it. Because that 20... That twenty twenty seventy, yeah, that's dude, awesome. is that not huge? It's <laughs> I, I so underestimated. It's so underestimated to get that extra twenty percent for plumbing, and you get the latrine bonus too. Uh, yeah, plum plumbers are awesome. Yeah, see, I don't think I've seen you know many people in the community actually use plumbing at all, but I love plumbing, dude. It's it's one of my favorite characters. The girl that I've got right now has a. Um, ponytail she's dark hair she's kind of cute got the overalls of course you know i'm southern and she's got the overalls kind of uh camo overalls yeah that's my girl right there i don't actually know her name though <laughs> well <laughs> you'll have to learn that at some point then yeah <laughs> but um getting back to our range weapons though we have one more to talk about we have the shotgun that's in this uh pack and that's the police m 590a1 shotgun this is a, uh, you know, takes 12 gram shotgun shells, obviously. It's a uh, seven in a, uh, one shotgun, and you get it by uh, shotgunning 100 Zeds. So, this one I thought was a really fun challenge. Um, so you just go around, especially since I did it in Nightmare, you know, with uh, the team I had with me, we all did it in Nightmare. We were just going around the game with shotguns, just, you know, making a ton of noise, and it, it definitely made things hairy for us, I will say that, because, you know, obviously all that noise with all those shotguns, um, it draws a lot of zombies in, so. Did you <laughs> stream got... that one? I'll, I'll have to go yes. watch that one. Yep, I streamed it, yep. Uh, uh, do you, off the top of your head, not to put you on the spot, do you know which episode that was, or can you send me a link to that one later, because I'd actually like to watch that in Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, because that's on, crazy. Uh, Tuesday I mean, stream, so that's um, it's not going to be that, like the second to last one I did um, this week. That's not something that you go do in nightmare. <laughs> it, it's not supposed to be done, but you know we, we managed to get out of there. Um, Who was? Uh, I, I'm so, I apologize. Go ahead. I was going to say at one point um, we had juggernauts chasing us, and we basically kind of you know abort a mission. We're like, all right, abort mission. Back to the outpost. Back to the outpost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we went back to the outpost, we uh, re-geared up the outpost, and we went back over and killed the Juggernauts. <laughs> I'd like to watch that, because like, 
that's one of the reasons which I like the to jump subject the the flare option to call in for help. I don't mind to call in for help if it's the friends that I know, if it's my right. state of decay community. But I don't want to call some random in there who is going to, like, say, when me and my son play, he'll bust through doors, break through windows, and this and that. And I'm like, that's fine in regular mode. But if you start doing that in nightmare mode, you're going to lose. Depends, you know, how good your team is, I guess. I mean, because, you know, uh, like, for example, in speedruns and stuff, you know, people still jump through windows and everything. You know, you just got to know what you're doing, I guess, but. You know, in most cases, I would say it's a bad idea. Well, those four guys or girls you know, you're in there with your group. When I say you shoot that flare up, I didn't want to bring someone in, some random. Right, right. That doesn't know how I play, that's what I'm going to do. If I'm in there with a group of four, like how you play or fall down, go boom, I don't worry about the window or the door. I worry about if I shoot that flare up and someone random comes in. They don't no, that know. Makes sense, yeah. They don't know how to run the sticks. I'm not. I'm not going to lose a character. I honestly don't want that achievement. And you know, I don't. I won't play. I. I'm. I'm that sensitive about playing Nightmare that I don't want to play Nightmare with any. Randoms. No, I definitely understand it because um, you know, Coconut Kid, who I talked about, who is on my uh, team, he's only ever lost one character, and for the longest time, he never lost one. But um, once Nightmare came out, he actually lost one in Nightmare, and it was basically uh, due to a freak situation with the bloater that he basically died through the bloater. So, and that's the that's the random thing about Nightmare that people don't understand. The game is easy, okay? When you add a bloater to that hairy situation that is normally easy, that random bloater that comes in and gets you, dude, that bloater is. Or you take you take that armored Zed. If you're sitting there popping them off at range, and then all of a sudden that one armored Zed that makes you go to melee, it's the one armored Zed. It's the one bloater that gets you. It's not the 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 juggernaut or feral. Yes, they'll you know they kind of execute the the in motion, but it's that one random bloater, that one random armored Zed. That messes your whole thing up, and then all of a sudden you're in a world of hurt, and that's why Absolutely. I, that's why I won't I don't I won't do nightmare with some random uh, gamer. I mean, the scariest thing in nightmare for me though is the feral packs, three ferals at once, like that. That's rough. <laughs> it is, but I mean, you kind of get accustomed to it. I mean, it's kind of like when you were running breakdown in level forties or fifties. I mean, you get accustomed to how you're doing. It's not. It's not that the random three, if you only had to do three ferals, you're perfectly fine. I know you are. Right. It's just three at the same time. Yeah. The three at the same time. Both of us can handle three ferals. No problem. When you throw in that random bloater or that random armored Zed with those three ferals, that's when it goes downhill real quick. Three ferals aren't that bad. Even three jugs wouldn't be that bad. But when you add it... And it honestly depends on your characters, too. Because, I mean, if you have Gunsling, like, the, even the pack of ferals isn't that bad with Gunsling. But um, a lot of my characters don't have Gunsling. Really? Like, weapon handling instead, so... Yeah, you don't, I, I'm a big weapon. Dude, all my characters have Gunsling. And... I'm a big weapon handling guy, so... <laughs> no kidding. See, I'm I'm straight gun... I, I, uh, this will probably be broadcasted, but I went on my son's account, and I went on my wife's account, all their SOD accounts... Over the weekends, and I would buy up 
all the gunslingings. <laughs> I would go on my son's account and I would bop all the gunslingings on his over the weekend and then I would get it to my main group and I would get on my wife's account and bop all the gunslingings over the weekend when the traders come in and I'd send them to my main group to make sure that I've got a surplus of uh, gunslinging books. But that's over three accounts, so it might be a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big much, but yeah. at least you have a lot of enough. So yeah, no, I mean, I definitely understand the benefits of gunsling. Just, um, I always like the benefits of weapon handling because I mean, weapon handling, you know, I'm never gonna have to worry about jam guns. I can just yeah. unjam it in the field. So, um, that's always been a you know kind of a big debate between the two, I think. And I always kind of steered towards weapon handling personally, but uh, I definitely understand the gunsling. That's aspects. awesome, man. Do you um, whenever you're searching a map, do you put an outpost close by to try to kind of surplus all your stuff in i mean you keep like if we get the uh is it uh, i'm getting heartland and the regular game mixed up is it six or seven for the regular game of outposts we can get i think it's six isn't it you can get up to seven but you need uh the special red town hacker okay so uh do you keep the seventh outpost for a random one like um when I when I when I run my communities, I have I try to make sure that I don't have any negatives. That I have my food coming in, my meds coming in, ammo, all that stuff, and then I keep a spare outpost that I can put up at any time. Do you do that? Yeah, I mean, usually what I do, like I don't do it like that. I usually have it built, but I usually have one outpost that's like my tear down one, where I just yep. tear it down and build a new one. So, yep. Yep. Like I always have it pre-built, but I'm like, oh, well, I don't need these beds right now. Let me just tear yep. this down. Yeah. I actually got, when I was using the builder, uh, I, I guess it's a cheat. Um, the, when you clear the play cards out, the second, second to last mission where you cycle the characters, I actually got a community that needs no beds. That's solid. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, had some of those characters before. That's solid. I've got, um, when the red talent people came out initially, the ones that didn't have any bad traits. I've got a community with um, red talent, which is not a lot of them. I think it's like three or four, but it's still a lot because they cost so much back then. But um, I've got well, they'll they'll waste uh, materials, or they'll there was a trade in there where they would waste materials or waste ammo or meds. But that was all of the wastage that they had. Not like the later red talent community. But I've got a community that needs no beds. And it is absolutely a dream. I actually think I make two beds, uh, 12 people. And it's. Yeah, especially a lot of those red talents do have a lot of great skills like that where they can uh, help with things like that. It's, uh, I'm on day 176 now, I think, on the, on that community. I've not, I've not turned that one in. I've got my, you know, lifer community, which is probably the one I'm most proud of that needs. Like, I can go to any map and pick any base and not need any beds whatsoever. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't have a long-standing one anymore because I basically uh, destroyed all my communities to uh, play it under trials a lot. So. Oh, I <laughs> but, bet, um, dude. <laughs> I have my legacy characters, though, so I sell my characters. Just I don't have the communities like, built like, you know, oh, it's over 100 days. Like I think my highest right now is like day seven because I destroyed my communities so much. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. Whenever you were first started playing State of Decay, and I'm talking brand new, um, who did you watch? Did you watch anybody on YouTube? Um, I think, I think one of the first people I watched actually was, uh, ML Maris. So he was one of the first ones I watched on YouTube. 
I would. I like... watched him a little bit, and I watched um, Arky Games Cast and I watched... Mr. Stainless. They were the first three. Who was who was that? Mr. Stainless. Yes. I don't know that one. I have to look into that. Um, I would like to give a shout out to uh, Red Monkey overseas that I do want that I really do want to make the podcast. Love you, man. Um, it was always a pleasure watching you game. Um, Red Monkey, love him. And I, I really do hope one day that I do get to fly across seas and cook you some barbecue, man. I've, I've not figured out a way to do it yet, Red, but I promise you it is in the back of my mind. I'm going to get over there and cook you some barbecue eventually. Yeah, I like to go barbecue too, so, you know, hopefully. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's on, dude. What kind of, oh, <laughs> yeah. What kind of, when you say, when people talk about barbecue, um, over the United States and other places, um, when you say barbecue, some people think of barbecue as grilling. And here in the South, we think as barbecue as smoking, where we use wood, no lighter fluid. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite is, and I don't, I'm assuming you probably make this, but I like pulled pork a lot. That's my favorite. I can nail pulled pork. I, um, nice. <laughs> uh, got to spend a week with a five-time world champion, over 250 grand championships. Uh, oh, wow. Myron Mixon, he runs uh, Jack's Old South, and uh, the wife and I got to spend ample amount of time at his house learning how he did uh, competition barbecue, and uh, hat goes off I didn't to, even know they did, like, competition barbecue. That's cool. Oh, dude. Uh, Memphis in May um, and Kansas City are the two largest barbecue competitions. I'm going to guess in the world. There may be some overseas that I don't know about, but Memphis here in Tennessee and uh, Kansas City are the two largest. There's over, um, we travel to Memphis every year. There's over 500 barbecue teams down there competing for, and I'm guessing oh, wow, it's over a million dollars now. And um, I've tasted, uh, we go down, some of Jack's, or Jack's Old South members are from Tennessee. Most of them are from Georgia. But uh, uh, Bill Wheeler uh, is a good I'm going to say a good friend of mine. Um, we go down to Memphis in May and get to taste what they turn in for competition. Like the biggest barbecue competition in the world. We get to taste what they turn in from whole hey, hog. Awesome food. It's, um, it's a different world, man. Um, and it's why I'm so strict on actually what I do here. Um, I don't, I don't serve crap. I won't. If it's bad, I'm not, I won't serve it. Like if you came over and me and you're hanging out back and I didn't do the ribs right, I, you won't, you won't taste those. I'll, I'll grab another rack, which we do multiple racks. Good, we though, do yeah. multiple pulled pork and this and that. So how do you, how do you, how do you do your pulled pork? Oh, I, I don't even do it because like <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. So basically for me, I just have it at restaurants and you know, I'm sure that's not as great as you know what they uh, do down there. So. Oh, dude, if, if, listen, if you come, if you, if you and your wife make it down to Carolinas, swing through East Tennessee, come down and see me for a couple hours. I'll, I'll have it ready for you. You can, you can do the, cause I mean, it'll be a little bit out of your way. I'll have it to where you can come to the house. I'll have it ready when you pull in the driveway and y'all can leave and not miss too much time and still get good barbecue. Awesome. I appreciate it. No, I mean, and, and if you want to hang out for, 15, 20 minutes. That's fine too. I'm not trying to push you out the <laughs> no, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's a little ways, you know, it's, right. 
you're talking about an hour or so. So if you got that time, dude, let me know, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. I mean, you know, I've had um, what I think is decent pulled pork around here, but it's probably nothing like what you get there. So, uh, well, I mean, it's it varies, man. It's like uh, out west, they do a lot of tri-tip, and we don't do tri-tip here in the in the south. I mean, we do whole hog and pulled pork and brisket, like you know. Texas is known for brisket. Brisket's my favorite. And, dude, I can nail a brisket every time I do it. Um, been doing brisket for a little over 10 years now. So, awesome. um, you know, brisket's my favorite. I mean, I, pulled pork's good too, but I can, I do pulled pork Absolutely. with uh, no barbecue sauce. And it's still, people are like, I do not see how you make it without adding barbecue sauce. It's so good. And I'm like, yeah, let me get my barbecue sauce so you can add to it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so good. But I put barbecue sauce on the side because you don't need it with the way we do barbecue here. But that's all. Well, I'll definitely have to try it sometime. But that's all from Jack. We should probably get back on track a little bit, though. Yep. All right. Sorry, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> SWAT, all SWAT 416 Assault 5.56 30-round uh, mag achievement by killing 12 play cards. Yes, which we talked about that one already, but we, we didn't talk about yet as the melee weapons. So uh, we can run through the melee weapons real quick. Sure. And, um, there's three blunt weapons for that. There's the Military Riot Club, which this one you get by killing 100 Plague Zeds in melee. We have the Metal Light Stick, which this one you get by killing 60 Zeds with bludgeons. And you have the Police Riot Club, which you get by achieving, uh, by killing 10 hordes. And the last melee weapon is the High Angle Rescue Hatchet. This is a bladed weapon, and this one you get by killing 240 Zeds with blades. So... Um, I'm not sure if you noticed much, but between the Riot Club, the Metal Nightstick, and the Military Riot Club, I didn't really notice a ton of difference between those three weapons. They all seem kind of similar to me, but I did enjoy playing with them. I think it's look, man. Um, you've got the Riot Club, the Nightstick, and then the Police Riot Club. And I think it's just the look and the feel for uh, the character that you're playing. Um, I yeah, did, I think it might be right. Because, I mean, the, the stats-wise, I think they're all about the same, I think, stats-wise. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but it's, I, I think it's for, like, say, if you're, a, a police officer that plays the game, you kind of want the police riot club, you know, you want that one character that kind of resembles yourself. And right. if you were in the military, you know, you kind of want the, uh, military one for killing a, a hundred plague zeds, which I've not done. Um, I have done the police riot one for killing 10 hordes, but the riot club is one of the other ones that I hadn't done because I hadn't swapped Matt maps yet for the plague zombies i've seen i've seen the look of it but i've not seen it actually like on a character i mean because you know cash beaumont gives the icon where you can kind of see it so yeah you can kind of see the style of it a little bit yeah so what was your what was your opinion on the high angle uh hatchet i loved it personally the high angle rescue hatchets um i'm gonna go on record as saying it is instantly one of the top five melee weapons in the game yep, instantly i agree like it, it's instantly up there <laughs> i mean this weapon the stats on that thing are crazy good and like you can't really compete with it i mean there's some weapons in the game yes you can compete with it like you know if you're talking um you know your katanas maybe or maybe your um i'm blanking on the name but um how about the echo which the durability on those are low, but yeah, the echo, um, that's pretty good, but I'm blanking on the name, but, um, that really good one that everyone loves. I can't believe I can't think of it right now, but You're talking about the, uh, edged weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, the uh, Beowood. Um, there you go, Bastard Beowood. Yeah. The yeah, it's a yeah, the Bastard Beowood. Yeah, that's so it. That's that's the one I was blanking on. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Um, you know that one definitely competes with him uh, a lot, but um, besides, you know, really high grade weapons like that, this is absolutely in the top five weapons uh, for melee, and it, I just love using this weapon. I didn't get to play it um, as much as I want yet, but. I think this one I'm probably going to buy like three copies of just to have them in my locker. No doubt, man. I already bought two. When, whenever I'm locked in, I bought yeah. two just for... I didn't buy two yet, but I'm probably going to buy like three copies and be like, oh, I'm just going to use my, my hatchet. Okay, this one's not broken. I'll use my next hatchet. And, you know, on a side note, I'd like to see them do more um, like that Bailwood, uh, the Hangle Rescue Hatchet. I would like to see a different variety of edged weapons that are really close in stats so all our characters don't, like, when they came out with this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of the top three bladed weapons, or top five bladed weapons. And yeah. it kind of gives a different variety to my characters. And even with guns, I would like to see them do that, where you have, like, say, the, the SWAT 416 Assault 30-round mag killing 12 play cards. That kind of competes with the Wayne GSG 5.56. When all my characters were running the GSG gun, I kind of want to see, they don't all have to be the same, but I would like a different variety of the same stats on um, different melee weapons and guns, if that makes sense. So all my characters aren't carrying a Prepper's uh, AK-47. Give me another gun that kind of, the like different, different skins kind of thing? Yeah, just like a different right, skin, right. but kind of has, it can, it can lessen some, but if it lessens too much, then I'm going right back to my preppers, AK, or I'm going right back. No, I definitely understand that too, and that's why, like, I know a lot of people might not, um, love this gun as much as I do, but that's part of why I love the RTX Piranha so much, because it has that really cool, uh, sleek red town look to it with the red stripes on the side of it. And I love the way it sits on your character's hip. Like, yep. to actually have that gun, you know, sitting on your character's hip like that, like, yep. it looks really cool on the side of them. So, like, the look of that gun, the skin, is what makes it one of my favorite weapons. Like, I understand that it's not, you know, stats-wise, it's probably not one of the top weapons in the game, but just the look of it makes me want to use it even more. See, I loved when they came out with these ranged weapons on this DLC. They look amazing. Absolutely. Love. I mean, I mean, even from like, if you go down the line, the 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 G thirty four pistol, the MP five, the backup bossy, the G twenty six, the police, and wait till you get that SWAT in your hands, dude. I've not even got there yet. I've not even got to look at that one yet. And I'm like, <laughs> these things look so good. Give me a little bit more like this that I'll use on my characters. And I'm not trying to knock the RC nine police carbine rifle. It's the nine millimeter. A uh, 17-round mag done by killing the screamers, 10 or a dozen. So give me that same look with something with some 5.56 or um, 7.62. But w when I say that, I also know Brant is such a good dude on nailing what these things look like. The authenticity of this, they really do research on these guns. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things I was going to say too is that you talk about like not wanting it to be nine millimeter, but I don't know a lot about, um, real world guns personally. So like 
that might be because maybe the RC9 maybe is really a 9mm gun in real life. That it is. might be why. No, okay, I mean, it is? Okay. He, they do so much research to nail, like, the weight and get it right for the game. And it's a 9mm and, you know, it's got a 17-round mag. Real life. And hat goes off to him for that. And, um, but I would either like to see, I don't know, I, I just, I don't want to keep all my characters having the, uh, Preppers AK-47 or, you know, like when they came out with that SWAT 416, like I said, it competes with the Wayne GSG now, and my characters kind of have a little different look for when they run the 5.56 rounds. And right. I, I want to see, like when they came out with the Rescue Hatchet, which, the rescue hatchet, those stats can be varied because who's to say what a hatchet can and cannot do? I mean, when you're messing with like true, true. RC9, 9mm round, authenticity, it's a 9mm gun. So you can't change the stats that much, you know, because then it's like, what are you, you know. So. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, because melee weapons, you can pretty much make any stats you want. Exactly. But I'd like to see like more high angle uh, rescue hatchets and you know, things that compete with the the Beowood and the, you know, so all my characters aren't running the same thing. It would be kind of cool, actually. Um, You know how, like, the revolver can't jam and things like that? It'd be kind of cool if we actually had a, um, it'd probably have to be a blunt weapon, but a blunt melee weapon that is unbreakable. Like, it, it can't break. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, I mean, when you think about it, they could, I mean, they could physically do something like that that would... You know, kind of bring blunt weapons back a little bit. Because, like I said, I find myself going towards sword play. Right. And the edged weapons. The only thing I'll say, I'm like, again, kind of countering myself on that, is that it might make the game a little bit too unbalanced if you have a melee weapon that can't break. So, like, yep. I, so I, I do kind of counter myself there. I'm like, wait, maybe I should hesitate on that. But, I agree. Like, you know, pie in the sky idea, it sounds cool, but I, I'm not sure in practice how good it works. Well, I, I totally agree now that you say it, man, because then you take out the bolts. Why do you right. need bolts then? I mean, what are you repairing? I mean, you may make some supplies or something in your base, but the majority of my bolts go to repairing my melees and repairing my guns. Then if you take that aspect out of the game, like what you were talking about, I mean, what are you stuck with? So right. I totally agree, man. That's a good point. And I, I will say with that high angle rescue hatchet too, um, it's very minor, but one of my only negative comments about, um, this update is that with that weapon, like that hatchet is so, it's honestly hands down the best weapon in this entire pack. And the fact that it's instantly in the top five weapons of the game, like, I mean, this is obviously what we're saying, but like, you know, if you really look at the stats, like, if you look at the stats hardcore, I mean, it is definitely in the top five. And the fact that it's that good, I wish the challenge to get it would have been a little bit harder. Because yeah. killing 240 Zeds, okay, you know, that's a decent amount of Zeds, but all you have to do is kill them with blades. So, I mean, that's basically what we all do, you know, on, on a Saturday night every night. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean. And I'd like to see them, you know, kind of bump that up a little bit. And that's, you know, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the uh, stealth kills, which I hadn't gone back and done many stealth kills up until now, but right. I think, what was it, 200 or um, how many stealth kills was that? 200, yes. Yeah. It's it's kind of high, but to the real, oh, I hate to, 
not real SOD players, but <sighs> kind of struggle with that because I don't want to try to label too many people. But I'd like to see that, you know, escalated a little bit. I mean, make it 400. You know, I don't want everybody to, well, I mean, I, I want everybody to experience the hatchet, you know, the rescue hatchet. But then again, I kind of want it to be just, a, you know, a little bit more. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying, too, is, like, the rest of them, I'm fine with, you know, the challenges being the way they are, because I think part of this was, like, kind of testing the system. Just the hatchet is the only one that, like, as good as the hatchet is, I think the challenge could have been a little bit harder for that one specifically. Like, maybe instead of just killing 240 Zeds of Blades, make it kill 240 CQC. Like, that's a little bit harder, at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it ramps up the difficulty a little bit, where, you know, um, novice players, they could do it if they grind it out. But it at least makes it a little bit more difficult where it's going to be a little bit more challenging. And it's going to feel like more of a reward to get that weapon. I agree. I totally agree, man. Um, and like I said, it's like you kill um, like the police, the police shotgun. 100 Zeds with a shotgun, dude. Come on. It's fun, though. It's fun and nightmare. <laughs> well, like I said, I got I to gotta go back and watch your episode on that because I'd really love to see that nightmare. But um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. Just between me and you and whoever's listening to the podcast, I ain't doing 100 Zeds with a shotgun in Nightmare. I'm going to easy mode to do that one. So I'm not, Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, your episode brings. So, And I may try it. I don't know. We'll see. And I will say the stealth kills, too. Um, Just to get it done faster, we sort of cheated a little bit on that one. Like, we didn't actually go up to every zombie, you know, like, and sneak behind him and kill him. What we actually did is um, we ended up stealth killing with shooting a lot, and that's how we got a lot of our kills. So. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. See, I I picked a red talent person, which it was in my main community of 170 some odd days. And, of course, I've got three or four red talents in there, and I was using those because they had the, the sneak fast run. And right. I was, you know, when one would get tired, I'd just grab the next one. And yeah, it was a lot of fun, dude. Love that one. Which that probably helps too. See, I did it with um, regular characters that weren't red talents. So. Okay. And see, but um, it was kind of funny because um, at some points, what we did is um, we got on top of a car, right? We had a horde around us, and I crouched down on top of the car and just shot all the zombies around me. So, see, I would right. I would throw a, a thing of firecrackers and let them get distracted by that. Of course, this was in easy mode. Um, right. Throw the firecrackers, let them get distracted, and just run up and just start blistering all of them, which you don't get that many in easy mode. But, um, you know, it was it was fun doing that uh, stealth kill. Yes. I mean, um, I don't know if they intended that to work that way where you could, like, you know, just crouch and shoot them all. I'm not sure if they intended that to be something you could do or couldn't do. But um, for me, like, the goal was to get all the challenges done in a four-hour stream and basically that's why i ended up doing it that way i'm like well we want to get these done within the four hours this is our challenge so that's yep. the only way to get done that fast so yep gotta do it man because it, it was a couple of days for me honestly yeah so like i know personally like getting it done like you know sneaking up behind zombies i could definitely do that with 200 zombies just it would take me a lot longer yeah and yeah i totally agree man for like four hour stream like what you did it on yeah like i said it was i i'd use the pause button a lot and come back cook let the dog out, come back, kill some more zombies. I mean, it was a lot of fun for me. So Yeah, I had a lot of fun, too. So, you know, thanks again to uh, Court, Zombie, and Danger, and then D-Gen uh, coming in for that last uh, play card, too. So it was definitely a lot of fun running with those guys. Yeah, dude, you need to send me their uh, Twitter so I can follow them on Twitter. Because I don't, I don't, I, I may be following some of them, but 
I need to I need to make sure I follow those people. Yeah, I don't. I think some of them don't have Twitter actually, but I'll, the ones that do, I'll try and get to. Get oh, that'd Twitter. be great, man. I'd love to love to follow people like that. But anybody in the SOD community, though, I love to follow because you know, I just I'm infatuated Absolutely. with the community. So. So do you agree with me, though, that um, the hatch is definitely the best weapon out of the whole pack? Or do you think that one of the ranged weapons better is or what? As far as what, I've not unlocked the Plague Heart one, so I've not got a chance to do the SWAT 416 and the UMP uh, 45 cal. The hatchet, yeah. Because, um, like I said, I was a huge edge, edge weapons person. Um, and as of right now, with not unlocking the, the Plague and actually, the shotgun. I have the shotgun left, and I've got the plague hearts or the plague zombie ones done or two do. Um, love the angle. I've got to say, yeah, because it, it it just reigns supreme. But you know, I also like the CQC weapons too, because you know those weapons don't have the stats. So, right. Even though I'm, I I like my karambit for obvious reasons, but I like to have that different variety on my characters and not have to worry about you know how far the stats are falling i'd actually like to see the um echo weapons with a little more dur uh, durability the melee like the swords and the edge weapons the that's fair i mean i i do enjoy them but uh, they probably could use a little bit more of that well the, my, my only drawback to that is i mean you start running into nightmare mode and you start blazing through some some zombies all of a sudden your weapon durability goes down you cannot fight a lot of things in um nightmare like that you have to keep a backup weapon on you and i'm not saying a lot i'm just just that durability on those i'd like to see come up just a little bit you know not too excessive but enough to where i can take on a couple hordes and you know then run back see I'm glad you said what you did too, because um, I do the same exact thing. If I have a weapon that doesn't have a lot of durability, I always bring a backup with me as well. Yeah. That in case it breaks on the on the run, you're like, if you're on the road and it breaks, well, at least you have a backup weapon with you. Yep. And I just like the the only reason why I say it on the echo weapons, I love the looks of them. I love the looks of the melee. Weapons. Yeah, the look is awesome. But now that the high angle rescue hatchet is out there, honestly, man, I'm I'm leaning towards you know this last update. High angle rescue hatchet all the way, dude. I mean, it's a it's a beast. I mean, it's it. I, I agree. It's 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 one of the top things in the uh, DLC. Yeah, and I honestly can't remember the weight offhand. I don't know if you do, but the weight isn't that bad either. Like, it's not like a huge amount of weight. So I don't remember the weight issue. Um, I'm gonna guess it was probably four or six pounds because that's about where you know things. I would say it's more than that, though, just because it's um like, you know, a beefed up weapon. Mm -hmm. So it's probably, I'd say it's probably um more than the ten pound range. But I honestly really? can't remember. I, I, yeah. I have to look. I don't. It didn't. I'll put it like this: it was strong enough to where it didn't bother me. For exactly, yeah. Um, the the characters I was running it on, it didn't bother me the weight on it. So, well, like in comparison, like you have the uh, Cleo Battle Axe, for example, from Daybreak, which is a great weapon, but. The weight on it, like, the weight on it it's makes 20, it hard to use it in the regular game. 22 or 24 pounds? Yeah, 22 pounds. So 20, it makes it hard to use in the regular game. I'd love to use it, but I'd like to see that weight issue kind of drop down to... It's it's, it's a huge weapon, don't get me right. wrong. I don't want it to be too overpowered, 
but maybe like the 12 or 15 pound instead of 22. Right. You know, yeah, not- like in, da- in Daybreak, it works great. But when you bring it to the regular game, then you get that weight because in Daybreak, you don't have the weight issues. Like you can carry as much as you want. Yep. And I'd like to see, you know, like even those, because these are Cleo weapons. Okay. If, if we're talking about the battle axe, the yeah. Cleo weapons are not real weapons. Drop that weight down just a little bit and make us want to use those. You know what I mean? Just kind of right. like, like the battle axe. Drop the weight down a little bit, but still make it excessive because it's a Cleo weapon, just not too excessive. And it's kind of like kind of like what they did even with this update here where they backed down on the um, Daybreak uh, characters. Where they fixed some of the uh, yeah they fixed some of it yep uh, they fixed some of the, uh, In the negative traits yeah which you know I I kind of liked them when they first came out people were hollering that they were overpowered and yeah they were overpowered for the regular game you stick one of those overpowered people in the nightmare mode no sorry they're I mean it's a good character in nightmare mode they're not overpowered in nightmare mode. A little bit, okay, yeah, they were, but, you know, it all depends on which mode I think you play, though. Um, That's true, yeah, I mean, it really depends on what mode you're playing, you know, what play style you have, so it it depends on a lot of things, and I think that's where a lot of, like, the voices in the community get, you know, uh, tangled, is, like, a lot of people have much different play styles, they're playing in different modes and stuff, so one person might think one thing, because they're playing in standard, but then another person is playing in nightmare and they think something different. So like yep. it, it kind of, you know, it, it's hard to cross those streams sometimes. I think. But you know, undead labs is doing a great job at that though. I mean, they listen to the community. They're absolutely, they, I agree. they, they came on those characters. They put some negative traits in there. It was a little excessive. So now they're backing it back down. And I mean, come on guys. I mean, they're doing, they're doing what we ask. And, I just, in my opinion, like I said earlier, I don't see any other company doing it. So my heart comes off to them for listening to the community, staying involved with it, still producing good content, like the, you know, the content that we got here, the Cash Beaumont, uh, the bounty system. And I think it's a great, you know, or the bounty broker, sorry. Um, they're still doing what we ask. And it's just a great, it's just a great thing, man. I can't absolutely. I can't say and enough good things about them. Kind of in closing on uh, Cash Beaumont and the Bounty Broker, I will say too that uh, they have said that if they put any like future packs into this bounty system, what um, probably will end up happening is like the critical response pack that we have now. Mm-hmm. That will probably move over to what the World War II weapons are. Basically, like uh, eventually the w- critical response pack, you could probably just buy it like the World War II weapons, and then the new pack would actually be the new bounty pack. That I'm makes okay sense. With so, like, that. I, yeah, so I actually like that because, like, basically the World War II weapons, the reason why you can just buy them right now instead of doing bounties is because they've already been out for a while. So yep. once the critical response pack has already been out for a while, I kind of like that idea where it kind of moves over to, like, all right, now you can purchase this, but um, now this new pack you have to do bounties for. Well, you know, you, you, you run your, which I play on Xbox, you run the left and the right bumper to scroll over, so they may not even have to get rid of the World War II. You might, you know, which I don't know. I mean, we're totally speculating here, but you. Well, I mean, they might not at first, but I think they would eventually. Like, they're not going to have like you know twenty packs in there. Like, but so eventually they start to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Let Let me ask you this: Um, what's which? The pay to play thing, which is a huge thing on Xbox. 
if, which you're going to have some community members gripe and complain, oh my gosh, I'm not paying money to do this. Um, just between me and you, would you be, um, would you, if they came out with, say, like a bounty broker pack later on that had not over the top weapons, but, you know, say they had some comparable 7.62s, they had some comparable 5.56s to the most powerful guns, you know, that we run now, like the high angle rescue hatchet that we got for free. Um, would you be a, um, would you, if they came out with a pack, would you pay for it? Um, not only would I pay for it, I'd be willing to pay double the price they asked for it. See, so. I'm the same way. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I want to give, I want to throw money at them to like say thank you. So. I'm the same way, man. I really am. I'm like, which I understand some people don't want to pay for that, but dude, I would gladly pay you five bucks for, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to pay five bucks for a high angle rescue hatchet. Right, that's a, in my opinion, it's a right, little right. excessive. But if you added like a seven point six two that was comparable to the preppers, it doesn't have to be as good as the preppers. And gave me another like this SWAT four sixteen assault that we got for free. Yeah, I, I'm all for paying for DLCs in the future. Like I know uh, Heartland, for example, if you don't have Game Pass, you had to pay for it, which I know uh, some people are probably upset about, but like. To me, Heartland is worth paying for, so uh, I don't see the issue. I mean, I, I I didn't mind one bit paying for it. Now, they are they already said that it's going to be a DLC like uh, Lifeline was, which means we probably won't get to play that map. It's total speculation, but if it's going to be like Lifeline, then we didn't get to play that map in the regular game. Would you want to play Heartland? Would you want to play the old school map in your regular? Would you like to have a fourth map? Like Heartland. Um, I would like a fourth map, but I think I would like it to be something different than Heartland, just because um, I know how difficult it's going to be for the team to actually port that over, because sure. there's yeah. a lot of things in Heartland that, like, it would be too difficult to translate over, and it would be basically starting from scratch for them, because, like, for example, in Heartland, you obviously only have one base to choose from, so yep. in the regular game, you have multiple bases, so yep. they'd have to basically spring a bunch of bases out of thin air, and I know that's a lot of work for them, so... Um, and they have to like recode and rework all of that. So to me, uh, I definitely would like a fourth map, but I prefer they just, you know, you know, use their imagination and give us a fourth map of something else. I agree. Um, do you think, and this is kind of a little off topic, but still on topic. Do you think in today's society that we gear towards a Amazon society where we can call up Amazon, we get it in two days and the shipping comes to the house. Everything's great. We've got it in a day or two. Do you think that whenever they release content like that, that that's what people gripe about is, well, why can't you just produce a map and have it out in two days? Which I understand what you're saying. It takes a lot. You and I both understand how much time it takes to make content like what we get. Right. I mean, Heartland is not something that you sit down in a week and say, hey, guys, we're going to do this. It's you know we'll have it out by next Friday. Here you go. Exactly. Um, do you think that we're in a society like that where they're like, I can call Amazon and get it in two days. Why can't you produce a map in two days? Yeah, I definitely uh, think that's part of it. I mean, I, I think unfortunately, you know, there's a portion of society now that is a little bit spoiled with that, and they kind of just you know want everything now, and they don't understand you know it takes work to get that stuff. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, like you said, I'd like a fourth map, but you and I both understand what it would take to do a fourth map 
Right. I mean, we're and, talking months. Probably Well, years. see, with me, like, I mean, I'm sure you're a little bit the same way. Like, in terms of what they bring to State of Decay, I'm pretty easy to please. Like, if, if they bring me a fourth map two years from now, fine. I'm cool with it. You know, like, yep. I'll wait two years. Like, I don't care how long it takes. Just give me whatever you have planned, and I will enjoy what you have planned. Yep. So. I mean, because they're... I, I got to say, on the daybreak, the vision on the daybreak kind of fell off because of the grind. But as far as the vision for the game, I can't complain, you know, on where Undead Labs takes it. Um, I'm glad they gave us Daybreak because it kind of, I love Daybreak, but it really became monotonous after some time. After I got, after I unlocked everything and after I unlocked my characters, I still don't have the 343 waves done. Um, that. Yeah, and see, I have heard that a lot of people um have that kind of opinion you have, that it is grindy, and, you know, um a lot of people don't like it as much. I mean, I'm one of the few people that does really enjoy Daybreak. Um, I think I'm up to, like, 65 wins at this point, but oh. I just enjoy Daybreak. But, yeah. but maybe that's just me. Oh, but. no, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, but it's kind of like I, I, I want my community that I've been working on, you know? and um, Right, right. I like the change of Daybreak. But the monotonous of, and it's not even the same map, I would like the same, if I could do Daybreak on my home base, which is kind of what they did in Heartland with the uplink on um, the Clio stuff, where they bring in like a lot of heat to your base. I'd like to be able to do that kind of like at my base, where I could still do Daybreak, if that makes sense. No, I understand that. I mean... For me, Daybreak just ends up, it's not something I do all the time, but for me, it ends up being something that's like a break from the main game. Like, yes. you know, say, um, you know, like yeah. once a month, like I usually do a stream that's Daybreak. Okay, you know, okay guys, today we're doing our Daybreak stream. Like, let's, you know, knock out four hours of Daybreak. Let's get like three or four wins here. Just kind of like switch things up a little bit. But did you have any other thoughts about uh, Heartland, though, before we uh, end here? Sure. I, mean, I think we, or not Heartland, but um, sorry, the bounty system. I think we pretty much covered everything with the bounty system. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Cash is bringing up some good stuff, and, you know, in his fancy new outfits all the time, so. Dude, I, dude I, like I said earlier, I don't know who came up with the outfits on that, but. <laughs> it's really cool, though. Yeah, it is, man. They, and, you know, it's kind of comical, but I just, I don't know. I When I first seen Cash, um, I was like, dude, they, they really did a good job on this, and the uh, it's free. I mean, come on. So, well, and as far as cash goes, too, I mean, can you really blame the guy? Like, the guy's living out of his car. He's got to have, like, a, sets of clothes in there. You know, he's got to have changes of clothes in his car. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean he, the guy's living out of his car. Like, he's got to have something in there for him. He doesn't have a washer and dryer in there, people. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, why do you think that car is so stocked with stuff? Like, yeah. he's got to have, you know, trunks of clothes. He's got to have all the guns ready for you, you know. I live in a van down by the yeah. river. <laughs> Well, depending what map you're in, um, yeah. uh, in Cascade, he's actually at a really rough location. He's actually on top of a hill in Cascade. But <laughs> you know, I've only played him on one map so far. Um, maybe I need when it whenever I do my plague zombies, I need to swap maps instead of moving uh, levels. Yeah, I'd say Cascade is definitely the most difficult location because um, you know where the corner office is. Yeah, he's basically on the hills uh, by the corner office, like between the corner office and the church. That's where he's at. The hills between the corner office and the church. 
So it's kind of a difficult location. I've not done that one. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, see, he's basically on top of the hill. And luckily, the cool thing is um, if you just walk down the hill, there's basically a building you can take over as an outpost. So that's what I usually did is um, we just basically took over that as an outpost. And we kind of did most of the challenges right around Cash. I did, we just kind of stuck around him a little bit. I did the same thing, dude. I, yeah. You know, I was the where's what's what map? Oh, geez, I just went brain dead. The, where the hospital's right in the middle, the big hospital. Uh, Drucker. Drucker. All right. Uh, Cash Edmonds is right down the road from the hospital. Ended up, ended up setting an outpost right there. And, you know, I really got a lay of the land. There was, there was stuff that I didn't even know was there. And when I was running the Cash Edmonds stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this is here. So it was great. This is a, a great update altogether. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it too. And I would definitely suggest you try it in multiplayer too, because in trying in multiplayer is a lot of fun too. So, you know, Maybe you can get your son in there with you and, you know, try it with him or something like that. So, Dude, I'll definitely have to try it. Like I said, I'm 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 picky about who I go into multiplayer with. The last person I went into multiplayer with was E5, and that was on the Plague Wall, where you had to do the achievement for hosting a... Um, multiplayer, yeah. Yep. And I was, I, honest to God, uh, dude, I was picky about who I brought into my game. I wanted to make sure that they had enough skills to do it because I wasn't going to die. And, you know, I just, I, I get picky about who I get into multiplayer with. I can understand that, though. Well. And those play walls, you know, those play walls aren't easy either. I love those play walls. Dude, that was serious. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, you know, maybe they can expand on that later in the future, but. Um, I really enjoyed that. Like the gauntlet run, loved yeah, it. Yeah, the gauntlet run was so much fun. It was. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I actually, I will say that the first time I tackled it, the first time, like, it's kind of overwhelming. It's like, oh shit, like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of get your uh, pattern down and, you know, you kind of exactly, follow through yeah. with it. I was watching some people stream on, um, actually, I think it was Twitch at the time, and I jumped, they were, I mean, they were getting murdered. And I jumped in, dropped them some weapons, dropped them some ammo, um, some uh, firecrackers, and some some type of explosive grenade, and uh, watched them beat the fourth play while it was fun to watch. And uh, I don't even know who they were, but it was fun to watch them play, though. Hey, at least you helped them out, though. So <laughs> yeah, it was. So, but you know, that being said, I, I think we pretty much covered the bounty update, and you know, we covered a lot of uh, state of decay throughout as well so it was kind of a catch-all episode anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah thanks for having me on man i really appreciate it and uh when you do it yeah i appreciate it definitely i would definitely love to have you back on but you know before we end um i'll just say real quick our uh, couple of news things from the top of the show before we sign off here and um basically after this episode you guys are hearing i'm going to be on a break for 10 days so you won't um see me making content again until tuesday the 20th on Tuesday, August 20th, I'll be streaming some State of Decay from 12 to 4 Eastern. That'll be on Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. My next podcast will be on Saturday, August 24th, and that'll probably also be on State of Decay 2. Um, depending on some scheduling, if it doesn't work out, I might just do an episode by myself on a different game, but um, we'll catch up with that when uh, we get to it. And then in the meantime, you can just jump into my Discord and uh, talk to me on my break if you want to. That'll be in the show notes. And you can also head to uh, patreon.com slash blaze experience, become a patron member. If you're a $5 patron or higher, then you do get access to bonus episodes. So you can listen to some of those and um, hear my thoughts on different topics. Like 
For example, this most recent bonus episode I did was a history of the State of Decay community events. So I talked all about uh, Undead Trials and uh, Decay Fest and all those. So you can kind of hear history of that. And, you know, that being said, um, if you are listening to the podcast, you probably know where to find us. But if you want to find us in other ways, you can find us on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, uh, basically any podcast directory you could think of. Just search the Blaze Experience and you will definitely find us. And if you don't like apps, uh, say you don't want apps on your phone or something, you can just join our Discord. And in our Discord, there's actually a channel that has direct download links. And every podcast I've ever done is in that channel. So you can just uh, hit the button and it'll directly download it to your phone or device. But um, Peddler, I definitely thank you for being here. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Can they find you on Twitter or where would you want them to find you? Uh, Twitter at PhD Peddler um, on Twitter. I would like to say thanks for doing Decay Fest. My hat comes off to you, man. That was a lot of work put into that and some groundbreaking stuff. And thanks for giving back to the community for like that. So that was some great, great stuff, man. And hopefully one day, you know, if my time, I'd love to do Decay Fest or, you know, try to, you know, have a little area in there for you to help you out. Um, but just do Decay Fest was awesome. And hat comes off to you and everybody else that, Y'all put the time in to do that. It was some great, great stuff, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, back September when the thing first started, it definitely has grown from there. So, you know, hopefully it uh, continues on. Love it. Yeah, I'd love to see more Decay Fest. So. And whatever else you've got planned, too. Yeah, you know, I have uh, that new project starting up. So, you know, hopefully um, I can get the first part of that done and, you know, out to the community uh, very soon. So. Sounds we'll great. see how long it takes me. Sounds great, man. I, hey, like I said, if you ever come downtown, man, uh, you know, look me up. I'll cook for you. Hey, I appreciate that. You know, I got to get some of that pulled pork. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to be like, oh, wow, this is real pulled pork. Like, the stuff I was having up north, this is like crap. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good, man. I mean, it's all different areas. So, I mean, people do like Carolina style, you know, you got a vinegar base. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's all different, but it's all good. So, as long as you put love in it, it's all it's all going to come out good. So. Very true. Yeah. I mean, there is one that I think is really good up here, which um, it's this restaurant called The Farm. And um, they're basically a small chain restaurant. They only have like two or so up here, but um, they make really good pulled pork. So, I, I do like their pulled pork. That's awesome, man. And, you know, it, it's kind of what I see um, when people sit down and eat. We don't hate each other. You know what I mean? There's no sure. there's no bad feelings. Everybody's sitting down eating a good meal, chatting. You know, food food brings people together. So food's a good thing. And stay to the cave brings people together, too. So. I, dude, does it not? I mean, the community's <laughs> awesome. It does. The community's awesome. Undead Labs has done such a great deal. Shout out to Brant Fitzgerald. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Oh, I, I get, uh, yeah, maybe. So. But yes, shout out to the entire Undead Labs team. Uh, love you all, you guys. You know, everything you do for us is awesome. So, you know, hopefully uh, you're enjoying all the content here and, you know, all the content around the community. And, you know, I'm going to hit up Scratch and all my people that, uh, my old friends to make and listen to this podcast. So just let me know when it comes out so I can. Uh, Scratch, Bowski, Keezy, Full Metal, uh, Stein. Lo- love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will definitely let you know what comes out. Uh, it should be later today sometimes. So, you know, um, I'll just have to get on editing it. But <laughs> That'd be great, man. I'll, I'll uh, do what I can to put, push it out there for you. 
I appreciate that. But if people want to get a hold of me off the podcast, you can do so via email if you'd like, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter or my Xbox Gamer Tag. That's going to be at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can find me on Patreon, as I said before. That's going to be Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Blaze Experience. You can definitely find me streaming. I stream um, when I'm not on break anyways. I stream uh, four days a week, 16 hours at the moment. And that's going to be Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. And you can also find me on Discord, which will be in the show notes. I do technically have a Facebook and a YouTube. I just will say uh, that I don't use those too often. So if you do try to contact me on Facebook or YouTube, I will get back to you. Just uh, I'll get back to you slower than the other methods because I check Twitter and Discord and things like that more often. So if you try to get a hold of me on YouTube or Facebook, I will get back to you. Just going to be a slower process. But uh, I definitely appreciate any support anywhere you guys uh, want to give it. But, Hedler, thank you one more time for joining me. It was definitely a lot of fun to have you on here, and uh, hopefully people enjoy this episode. Dude, thanks for having me on here, and thanks for, like I said, all the work that you put in for the K-Fest and even the pod, you know, the podcast and all that stuff. So, I mean, it just makes for a great community. So, Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you to all you listeners as well, because, you know, without you guys listening, I wouldn't have people do this for us. So, thank you for listening to The Blaze Experience. <laughs>